Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome, episode 557 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here on January 22nd, 2024. It is really raining outside, so if you can hear the pounding on my garage here, that is the rain. Uh, but I've got a special guest today, Coach John Cantera, uh, who used to be obviously on the radio has a ton of knowledge around the San Diego Padres, so it is a great guest to have. Um, and, John, thank you so much for coming on the show. I definitely appreciate your time. Hey, Ben, uh, thanks for having me. Always great to talk Padre baseball. Yeah, so plenty to talk about. I think that a lot of fans are tuning in. First, though, to hear your thoughts on what happened, just to square away everything um, with 97.3 The fans. So I just want to start with that, get that out of the way. And then talk about the Padres. So what's your view of how things went down there? Why you're no longer at 97.3 The Fan? Adam Klug went on uh, Ben and Woods recently and talked about how on October 12th, he met with you, informed you that they were trying to, um, or the, the plan was to go in a different direction. On middays, you were offered the opportunity to stay, do weekends. Is that all true? And just what was your side of things on how things went down? Well, first of all, there was never an actual uh, sit-down meeting. Uh, there uh, was a phone call on October 12th where uh, I was told that they were looking to make a change in the middays, and my conversation was, well, why would you do that? I've got historical ratings for sports talk uh, in middays. I mean, you have to date back to the mid-1990s, uh, the year the Chargers went to the Super Bowl in 1994. 
uh, Chet Forty and Steve Hartman uh, got a 6.0 uh, in the ratings. And uh, in October, or I guess in September, I got an 8.2. So that set an all-time record. And uh, for the, uh, the prior months, I'd been number one in the market in the time slot. Uh, we talked again uh, briefly on the telephone on the 17th. We did have a Zoom uh, call for about three minutes. Uh, and uh, I was basically told that uh, they wanted to have a show that uh, took uh, less phone calls. Well, no, somebody should have told me that. Uh, that. That's really all I know, to be honest with you. Uh, I was uh, scheduled to work to December 22nd. Uh, the story broke on December 21st. I wasn't uh, allowed to do my show on December 22nd. And, uh, you know, I mean, as far as uh, getting the job done, uh, I think I got the job done ratings-wise. Anytime, if you can finish in the top 10, let alone uh, in the top one or two in the market in your time slot, you're doing a heck of a job. And, you know, like I've told people, I mean, uh, the ratings were fantastic. Um, you know, I, I think people liked what we did. Uh, you know, a lot of times uh, you, uh, you're you up for the employee of the year. Instead, I got a pink slip. And, hey, uh, more power to them. They can do whatever they want. Uh, we wish them the best of luck. I had a great run there. And uh, we'll see uh, where I end up, uh, if anywhere. I don't know exactly what the plan is for me. But uh, I'm a, a guy that has, uh, I think, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of faith that I'll find another job if and when that uh, occurs, and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, again, uh, you know, the management can say what they want. Uh, you know, I've been very, very quiet, to be honest with you on this. First time I've really talked publicly on this whatsoever, uh, aside from talking with Paul Rudy one day a little bit. But I, I really don't know why they decided to make a change. I mean, there's nobody in this town that'll be more than happy to talk Padre baseball morning, noon, and night, and great experience. And I think the fans enjoyed what I did. And hopefully, uh, you know, I'll get an opportunity to get back to my loyal listening audience here before too long. Yeah, so I did have that one question. So they did they ever give you that opportunity to go to a lesser uh, caller-driven show? Like, let's say it would have been you and Braden talking more instead of caller a bunch of callers. Did that opportunity, was that ever given to you? No, no. Everybody let me do my own show. I mean, we were having great success with it. I don't know why you mess with a, uh, not only a program, but a station that was leading the market. It made no uh, sense whatsoever. But uh, again, uh, sometimes people try to reinvent the wheel. And as far as that, uh, at that weekend show, uh, there was no way I was ever going to accept that. I wasn't going to work uh, two days for a total of $96.00. Uh, for uh, four hours being on the radio, driving up and down the freeway at gas prices. Uh, I've got six grandchildren, four of them play uh, athletics. The station knew that. They they offered me a garbage deal to stay there on Saturdays. They knew I would never accept it because they knew that my loyal fan base would be calling in those four hours every weekend, bitching, moaning, and complaining that I wasn't on Monday through Friday. So they, they never wanted me to accept it. That's why it was such a, a poor effort by them. Okay, so you don't know what's next. Like, I know that there obviously you have a fan base, so you don't know if you're going to do a podcast or a YouTube show or back on the radio, or do you have any plans? Well, you know, Ben, I'll be honest with you. I'd like to, to get back on in time uh, for the start of baseball. I'm kind of enjoying the vacation here. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it right now. 
Uh, but I, I'm certainly keeping my ear to the ground talking to baseball people. I'm excited about uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. Um, you know, if I can be back on uh, in some way, shape, or form by April 1st, I'd be very, very happy and excited because I don't want to miss out on this 2024 baseball season. Uh, neither does my wife because she gets tired of me uh, talking baseball morning, noon, and night. So she mm -hmm. needs to get me out of the house doing something. Yeah, well, you're welcome on. I mean, maybe uh -huh. we could do a weekly on this show. I mean, because I know Padres fans love listening to you. Um, let's get to the Padres, obviously, here. So what are your thoughts just so far? It's been a slow off season. I mean, there hasn't been a ton to talk about moves-wise, and that's just not with the Padres, but around baseball. What are your thoughts on this Padres offseason? Do you think they're heading in the right direction, or do you not like how things are going right now? Well, you know, I think uh, this sounds kind of funny as we sit here, you know, working our way towards the end of January, but there's still a lot of really good players out there. Uh, and I think every day that uh, goes by, the, the price on those players go down. Uh, I think AJ, you know, I want to go back real quick here to the Juan Soto deal. Uh, I, I always thought they were going to trade Soto, so I didn't get all hot and bothered by that. Um, I, I think they got some good stuff and, and uh, you know, I think Michael King will uh, slide in as a number four guy and he, you know, he had to do a fine job. Uh, you know, Randy Vasquez got a good arm. Uh, Johnny Brito's got a good arm. And I don't know where those guys are going to factor in, whether they're going to be starters or relievers, but I do believe they're going to help this ball club. Drew Thorpe. Uh, you know, at first year of pro ball, I think it'd be a tough ask to bring him all the way to the big leagues after spring training. We may see him at some point in time in 2024, but he's not a guy that's going to wow you with his great fastball, but the guy knows how to pitch. And, and I think he will be here probably at some point, I would think, barring any type of injury or setback, I would think we'd see him at some point in 2024 and you get a backup catcher and, uh, uh, and, and I think that's going to help uh, along with Camposano. I'm still kind of kind of hoping that the price on Gary Sanchez would go down. I kind of like to see him back here. I thought he did a lot of really good things. I think the Padres, Ben, when they brought him in, they sat him down, and they, they went through a laundry list of things that they wanted to work with him on. And to his credit, here's a veteran that had played for the Yankees. Yeah, he bounced around the last couple of years. You know, he was in Minnesota then. Uh, last year, he ended up with the Giants briefly. He got six at-bats with the Mets. The Padres pick him up. And, you know, he's kind of a guy just uh, looking for a home. And they sat down, and they presented a lot of really good information to him. And to his credit, he didn't, you know, big league him. I mean, he went out. He got to the ballpark early. He got to know Ruben Niebla. He got to know the pitching staff. He got to... Uh, you know, work on some things maybe he hadn't worked on, you know, for a number of years. And I thought he did a great job handling the staff really from day one. You know, he ended up hitting 19 home runs. You know, he's going to strike out a lot. You know, he's going to not hit for a high average, but I, I thought he did a really nice job. So if they could bring him back, I'd be kind of excited about that, but they still got some work to do. They got, they got to add more pitching. I mean, if they want to really be able to compete, even for a wild card in 2024, we got to find at least one more starter. And do you think that the starting pitching, because to me it seems like with how this market is, the starting pitching is going to probably have to come from the trade market, at least if they want a three or a four. Let's say King is the three. If they want a real four starter, it feels like it's going to have to come via trade just because if they want a four starter on the free agent market, I mean, it's going to cost them $14 million right now per year. 
Hey, and what's funny, I mean, you're talking $14 million, and you're talking about almost the middle of the road type of guy, to be yep. honest with you. I mean, uh, you know, the, the pitching is just unbelievable. I mean, a guy can have a four and a half ERA and he's getting $10 million a year. It's just, I mean, shake yourself a little bit. Normally, if you had a four and a half, you're, uh, you know, you're worried about getting shipped down to triple A uh in years past but you know the potters have some really good arms and you know the, the the throwback on this i mean pedro avila they could always throw him in there as a you know a fifth starter if they needed to uh you know matt waldron you know he is what he is he's going to give up some long balls he's going to eat some innings up but you know he's going to give up uh you know three or four runs probably in five innings but you know i think there's a place for a guy like that you know pick and choose maybe not you know, run him out there for, you know, four or five innings. But, you know, he could be a two-inning guy and probably help you. Uh, I think what he's – A.J.'s going to do, number one, he's got a great pitching coach in Ruben Niebel. I'm a big fan of his. And I think Mike Schilt knows how to handle a pitching staff. And I think they're going to mix and match guys. And who we see in the starting rotation, uh, you know, the first week, uh, two weeks of the year, uh, they're going to probably be the guys who get the bulk of the work. But every once in a while, you're going to have a spot starter here and there. And, and let's just hope the, uh, you know, guys like Musgrove and Darvish can stay healthy because one of those guys go down again this year. The Padres are in real dire straits. Yeah, for sure. You, I, di I know I want to get to that Gary Sanchez point that you talked about. Like, do you still think that, he's a fit for this team when they acquire Kyle Gashioka to be a backup catcher. They need more left-handed bats in that lineup. Gary is a righty, obviously, but DH bat, would they try it at first base? Because Jake Cronenworth, we know that he loses his value at second base. Padres need pitching. Maybe you trade Hassan Kim to get starting pitching back in a deal. Cronenworth can go to second base where he is most comfortable, his highest value, and you can find first base DH with Gary. I mean, where where would you see Gary fitting? Well, I, I think uh, who's going to be the DH right now? Do we know who they're, they're Manny, locked in? Manny right now? I mean, because uh, we don't know if he's going to yeah. be healthy at third base. Yeah, I mean, I think Manny probably early on. But we saw the combination last year when Camposano really started to come on uh, to where, you know, hit DH or Sanchez with DH. Uh, that's not uh, bad. And I realize they're both right-hand hitters. And I know you want to have a balanced lineup, but do we know who's going to play center field? Are we going to get a center yeah. fielder who can hit left-handed? You know, who's going to play uh, left field right now? Is it going to be, are uh, they going to end up signing jerks and pro far back for the third time? Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, a lot of really good players still out there. Uh, we really don't know who's going to be in the everyday lineup for the San Diego Padres right now. Uh, Higashi Oka, I think, is a, a good uh, catcher. You know, I think he hit, what, nine home runs last year, a career high for him. He's going to be here on a one-year contract, and he'll be a free agent. Uh, you know, with the Padres, if they sign Sanchez, carry three catchers. Yeah, they might this year because one guy could be the DH and you got the other two guys. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But AJ, you know what? I, I think he's done this long enough now. He's not panicking. I, I don't think if he's not panicking, you and I shouldn't be panicking because there there's still some good players out there. How much money do they want to spend? Probably not a whole lot. And I do agree with you. If they're going to look for pitching, they're probably going to have to make some type of deal. But you know what, Ben? I don't think Major League Baseball would approve a deal for Hassan Kim going anywhere until after those two games in Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's fans that bring up that where it's like, yeah, the Padres, they're not going to trade Hassan Kim. but And maybe they do trade him after Korea before that Thursday game, the home opener. 
Right. But for me, I'm like, you don't, you don't not make a move for just two games in Korea. I get that Hassan Kim is the big guy, but there's still Shohei Otani in a Dodger uniform and Yamamoto. I know they're not for Korea, they're Japan, but still, there's going to be a lot of attention on that series regardless. I think if the right move, the right package is offered to the Padres, I think you make the move because I think it makes sense. It's 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 like Soto building a complete roster. Soto, obviously, they were going to trade him because of the $30-plus million that he was going to make. Kim, it's $8 million, I think, this season. Like It's a big difference there. But in terms of the right package you get back, he's not going to come back in free agency. I think to build more of a complete roster, I think you do it if it makes sense. With A.J. Preller, I want to get your thoughts on what – does he have to do, or at least the Padres results-wise, the minimum that the Padres have to do for AJ to keep his job after the 2024 season? Well, I think uh, you know, that, that's a tough one because we've got to remember AJ's under contract uh, for uh, until 2026, through the 2026 yeah. season. Uh, I think, number one, you got to have a winning season. And does that mean 82 and 80, or does that mean 84 and 78? I think you got to have a winning season, and I think a lot of people probably feel you have to get to the playoffs. I mean, if you can get to the playoffs uh, with the expanded uh, playoffs, I mean, if you win 84 games, you ought to be able to get in, quite frankly. I mean, we only missed, about, what, by two games last year? Yep. We had an awful year, and I know we finished strong. You know, we went 16 and 2 against some bad ball clubs, and four and five against good clubs down the stretch went 27 and seven, but against the teams that were 500 or better, we were only uh, four and five. So we got some work to do here in San Diego, no question about it. But I think if you have a winning season, you know, I think the general manager is safe. I mean, if you ended up winning, you know, 70 games with 71, 72, or finish seven or eight games under 500, then, you know, I think the, the clock would be ticking pretty quick on AJ. Yeah. With, with AJ, Winning season, because I just don't know, because Eric Kutena hasn't talked yet. You know, that's the tough thing. Like, I don't know how he feels about A.J. Preller. What we do know is no one liked A.J. Preller more than Peter Seidler. So that's why I just wonder if they don't make the postseason, that's where it's like, okay, it's two postseason appearances in 10 seasons, one in nine full seasons. And that's where, you know, the fan base obviously is going to want A.J. Preller gone. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where, where do you stand? Do you think that AJ should have already been gone? Uh, before now, before this past offseason. I understand him staying this offseason with all of the circumstances that happened, obviously. Um, but before, I mean, some thought that he shouldn't even been allowed to hire Bob Melvin. Like he should have been, he got two chances at the manager. He went with Tingler that second time around and he should have been gone after that. Like, are you good with AJ still being here? Well, Ben, there, there's a lot to unpack with AJ Preller. First of all, when he took this job, uh, it was in August of 2014. Okay, so his first full year was 2015. And they wanted to go and you know get all those veterans, James Shields, Matt Kemp. Uh, I think that was an ownership thing more than an AJ thing because at, at that point in time, uh, I think Peter uh, Seidler, God rest his soul, good man, and knew him very well, and actually met with him a couple of weeks prior to him uh, hiring AJ Preller. We met at a uh, uh, a restaurant up off of Mira Mesa Boulevard, and he wanted to get my thoughts on the organization. And I, you know, I shared my thoughts with him that afternoon, and we talked about AJ. And this is about about a week to ten days before he actually hired AJ as a general manager. But you got to remember, this organization was not very good. They'd gone through, you know, John Moore's towards the end, things were, you know, not going well, and then Jeff Moore had briefly owned the ball club. Uh, and then Peter Seidler and Ron Fowler jumped in. So AJ came into a, a system that had not developed players. And he, he slowly built that farm system. And of course, you know, shortly after that 2015 start of the year, after 65 games, they blew out Buddy Black and they brought in Pat Murphy, which I thought was a real mistake, in my opinion. Uh, Pat Murphy, I think, was a little bit overwhelmed managing. I know he's going to get another opportunity this year with Milwaukee, and I'm sure he'll do a much better job. Uh, there in Milwaukee than he did here. Uh, the players just weren't buying into what he was selling. And of course, you had a lot of veteran players on that team that they eventually, you know, peddled uh, down the road. And of course, Shields went in the, the Fernando deal. But AJ had to build this farm system up. He did. He traded a lot of those guys away. Uh, we've been expecting more wins, obviously. Uh, he's done a lot of really, really good things, but he also to be honest with you, is very fortunate that Mr. Seidler, you know, believed in continuity because most general managers, let's be honest, they get three to five years. I mean, he's going on year number 10 right now. And, you know, something has to change. They've obviously changed the managers out from uh, Buddy Black, who AJ didn't hire, to Pat Murphy, who was interim, and then to Andy Green for four years, Jace Tingler for two, Bob Melvin for two, and now Mike Schilt. I got to believe he's hired his final manager as the general manager of the San Diego Padres. And if this doesn't work over this year or next year, then, you know, they're going to have no other choice but to go a different direction. But, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I like A.J. Preller personally. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a hardworking guy. 
Um, I think he's been blessed with great ownership who's given him pretty much carte blanche to do pretty much anything he's wanted to do. And, you know, overall, just really hasn't worked out like uh, he would have liked and like you and I and all the fans would have liked. Yeah. Were you surprised by how that Bob Melvin thing worked out? And do you like Mike Schilt being hired as the manager of this team? Uh, well, first of all, I'm not surprised Bob Melvin's not back. I'm, I was surprised Bob Melvin came back for, for year number two, quite frankly. I think if they wouldn't have had the good run against Philadelphia, I, I think they may have parted ways. I don't think Bob um, really, you know, was real comfortable working with AJ. Uh, I think that why that's started out and just, you know, kind of disintegrated. Uh, even when they had the press conference, remember the Zoom press conference AJ had and said yeah. that Bob Melvin was coming back? I, on my radio show, when I still had it, uh, I go, I'm, I'm not buying that. And I didn't buy there. it. No, well, Bob wasn't there, but I, I knew a lot going into that press conference and, and I had heard things during the season. You know, I, I get more information, uh, uh, than the average guy, because I've been around a long time and a lot of people trust me and they know I'm not going to, you know, burn bridges, but I, I just never believed he was going to come back. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, for him, it probably worked out better to go to San Francisco. And I think for the Padres, it worked out better to to hire a guy like Mike Schilt. Mike Schilt uh, has worked with AJ each of the last two years. He's been down in the minor leagues. He's seen what we have, what we don't have. Uh, he's uh, gotten to develop some relationships with the, the big league guys, namely Fernando. I think him and Fernando have hit it off really, really well, which is good. Um, and I think Mike Schultz is a good, solid guy. And, you know, looking at the coaching staff that he's put together, I, I kind of like the, the coaching staff. I think he's done a nice job in that area as well. What are your expectations for this 2024 team? Like, I think there's fans that I'm seeing that it's like, okay, we'll just wait for 2025 because the lowering the payroll, trading Soto, Snell not coming back, Hader not coming back, Waka, Lugo. But for me, I still want to have high expectations for this team. Now, I'm not, I'm, it wasn't as high right now. They're not as high as they were going into last year, obviously. But I still think that this team should be a playoff team with the talent that they have and assuming that more talent will be coming in before the Korea series starts. Ben, I'm going to tell you what. If you're going down to Peoria, Arizona in the middle of February thinking you can't be a playoff team, then you might as well stay home. And we may all stay home and not go to the ballpark this year. Hey, every day you go to the ballpark, your guys will play hard. We got good players here. We, we may not have all the stars that we thought we were going to have, but if you sign some of these uh, free agents that are out there, and I'm not talking about the big money guys. I'm talking about good, solid guys that play hard every night. I guarantee you're going to win your fair share of games. Uh, you know, we got to add a little pitching, and then I think we can be a playoff team. Right now, I'd be a little concerned that we're a little bit light in that area. Offensively, we're going to be fine. Well, we got some guys that can really swing the bat. And I think Cronenworth, even though, you know, his overall numbers were not very good last year. Uh, you know, I watched him before he got hurt, and, and you know, last uh, few weeks before he got hurt, his approach at the plate got a little better. He was flattening his swing out. He wasn't trying to lift as much. He was getting the barrel head through the hitting area a lot better. Uh, I expect a big bounce back for him. Hassan Kim continues to get better. Manny will swing the bat. And congratulations to Manny and his wife. I heard they're going to have their first child, so that's really cool. 
and to wish them the very, very best in the pregnancy and with the child. Uh, Bogarts will be better. I'm a big Xander Bogarts fan. Uh, Fernando's going to be better. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to because Fernando didn't have a great year last year. He was good, but he wasn't great. He wasn't Fernando, and he'll be better this year. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, the guy missed the entire 162 season the year before. He had three major surgeries. Yet he comes back and, and makes a position change. Not only wins a gold glove, but wins a platinum glove. And, you know, he had his moments offensively, but, you know, I think he has to be a little bit more selective. I think last year he got himself out more than the pitchers did because he, he did swing a lot of uh, pitches early in the count, a lot of first pitches last year. And I think after he started doing that, the scouting report got around and they knew he was going to be aggressive on that first pitch and they wouldn't give him a lot of good pitches to hit and he got himself out a few times but there's a lot to be excited about with this ball club I know you know the prognosticators a year ago they were jumping up and down and clicking their heels about the Padres this the Padres that hey we're supposed to go and win the World Series last year Benny if you recall and this year will probably be picked to finish in third place and maybe that's a good thing but with the expanded wild card doggone it we can be a playoff team and I, I'm hoping and expecting it yeah, me too. Because look, these past years, you look at the Diamondbacks, you look at the Rangers who had to go on the road last year, um, you know, came down to the last game of the regular season for them. The Phillies, there's so many examples of teams not winning the division, just getting in as a wildcard team and they make it to the World Series. It's about playing great baseball at the right time. Like get in. If the Padres get in, I assume they're going to be playing pretty good baseball be that hot team and who knows what can happen. I mean, we saw it in 2022. I know they didn't get to the world series, but we saw it. That was a really good Dodger team that they ended up beating. That was a good Mets team that they ended up beating. So yeah, I mean, there, there's talent here for sure. And there's a lot of things that did not go right for this Padres team last year. And I have a hard time believing that they're going to be that bad in one run games, that bad in extra innings. Again, some of these huh. players are going to be that bad again. So yeah, I, I have a positive outlook especially when the offseason hasn't been con it hasn't concluded yet. We don't know what the full roster is going to look like. I'm not going to be Debbie Downer when I don't know who's going to be in center, who's going to be in left, who's going to be in the rest of the rotation, DH, first base. I'm not going to be negative about it because we just don't know what it's going to look like right now. And again, like you said, like there's talent on this team for sure. A um, couple last ones here. Peter Seidler, you mentioned. Do you have a favorite Peter Seidler uh, memory with him, Peter Seidler's story. Um, I've met him briefly a couple of times just to thank him for what he's done for the city of San Diego. Always optimistic and just, I think, a, a great inspiration for a lot of people. Well, a great inspiration for a lot of people. Uh, did uh, an incredible amount of work. And, you know, um, not, not, I mean, there were a couple times where we got together and I asked him advice on my career. Uh, and, you know, I remember one time in particular back in 2015, the season was winding down and uh, I called him up and I go, Peter, could you meet me up in Del Mar on Friday at three o'clock at uh, Starbucks uh, a coffee shop? And he goes, absolutely, John. So we came up and we sat out there and I ran some ideas by him. And, uh, you know, he uh, he was just a good sounding board and he was a friend. Uh, you know, the thing that, that, that I recall that, that I kind of chuckle about, and I think other members of the media or anybody that ever texted with Peter would chuckle. You, know, you might, uh, you know, text him at eight o'clock on a, a Tuesday morning, 
and you'll get a response because he's a busy man. You get a response at like two o'clock or two thirty or three o'clock in the morning. I mean, and the other thing a lot of people aren't aware of, uh, you know, we know about all the work he did with the homeless, but he used to walk around the streets of San Diego at one, two, three in the morning and, and talk to the homeless people out there. And now he's a, he was an incredible man. Got a beautiful wife. Got beautiful children. And you know, I knew things were not going well. And I remember just, uh, you know, about a week before he passed away, it was his birthday. And I, I, I had sent him a couple of texts and I, he didn't respond, which was very unusual for him. And then when I sent him a, a text on his birthday, he responded. And I, I kind of took that, Ben, as a sign that, you know, maybe things were going a little bit better because I'd heard that, you know, things were not going well. And when I got that and I think it was about six or seven days after that he passed away. But uh, a great man. Uh, I really hope they have that statue up for him. Any type of uh, celebration or uh, uh, that they have for him uh, is well-deserved. In the short time uh, he and his family were here, he made a, a lifetime of an impact on this community. And I think anybody, uh, and I, I'll speak for other members of the media, I mean, a lot of owners don't make themselves accessible to guys like me. And he ended up becoming a friend. And I, he always uh, was great if I wanted him to come on. I never really took advantage of that probably uh, as much as I could have because I, I, I know he was a busy man. But you know, he'd come over to the studio and be on occasionally. And uh, he just said, hey, whenever you need me, give me a call. But, I, you know, I was always very cognizant of his time. But, yeah, what an incredible man. And uh, I'm looking forward to that statue one of these days, uh, that one where he's got his arms out and a smile on his face. Uh, I hope that's the one they go with. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think this is a good transition. My last question, talking about Peter Seidler, Padres Mount Rushmore. I just did this um, recently. I have Peter on it for the trajectory that he has sent the Padres into. Uh, based, because if you compare Peter spending-wise and all that compared to previous majority owners and chairmans, it's just different. And the hope, the optimism, and then Ray Kroc I have on there as well for, you know, saving baseball in San Diego. And then obviously Tony and Trevor, who would be on your Padres Mount Rushmore for, for anyone involved in the Padres organization, who would be there for you? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Randy Jones would have to be there at some uh, spot. Ray Kroc has to be there because if it weren't for Ray Kroc, you and I wouldn't be talking right now. We wouldn't be talking about the upcoming Padre baseball season. We'd be talking about, uh, you know, how the Padres left here back in the early 70s. Uh, Ray Kroc saved baseball. In fact, uh, uh, there were baseball cards that were already printed that year that had Washington National League on them. Uh, so Ray Crockett have to be on there. Randy Jones, I think, uh, because Randy was really our first real national star uh, in 75 and 76. You know, he, he won the uh, ERA title one year. He won the Cy Young the next. He, he was, got the save in the All-Star game in 75, uh, won the Cy Young in 76, and, and started the All-Star game and actually got the win in 76. He was our first big national guy. And everything he brought to the table uh, in the community, and he still brings to the community, he'd have to be up there. And, you know, obviously Tony. Tony would be right up there with anybody. Uh, you know, Trevor, and I know you got to – we had another one, you know, you'd put uh, Peter Seidler up there. But, you know, you got two Hall of Famers and Trevor Hoffman and Tony Gwynn. you got a guy like 
uh, Randy Jones and what he's meant to this entire franchise and community and, and Ray Kroc. And so we're going to put Peter Seidler. We're going to add one guy to the Mount Rushmore for the Padres. We're going to put Peter Seidler there. We'll put, we'll book in those players with the two owners. How about that? There you go. Okay, perfect. All right, this has been a great conversation. Hopefully fans enjoyed this. Hearing from John Cantera again, episode 557. Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show brought to you by the main sponsor, excuse me, of the show, Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Their main location is on Friars Road. They're inside Petco Park, inside Snapdragon Stadium as well. You can click the link in the description for their website, the phone number, the address, all that good stuff. John, thank you so much again for the time. I really do appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome, Ben. Anytime, and uh, let's uh, look forward to pitchers and catchers reporting here before too long. For sure.